What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is almost here and I'm so excited to go on vacation with my kids next month. We love going anywhere warm with a beach. I always make packing harder than it needs to be, but this year I'm doing all of my summer shopping at Macy's. I can find everything I need from bathing suits, sandals, summer dresses, shorts, even towels and sunscreen at Macy's. Whether you're packing for a destination vacation or planning a backyard staycation, Macy's has what you need. You can shop top brands like Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Wind Down with Jana Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hi, Jana. Hi. <laughs> what was that? I always stare at Kat in the thing because she just looks miserable. <laughs> I'm not miserable. <laughs> you were like, li- I was listening. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were you? I am. <laughs> you left your earrings here? I did. She's got How her are you, Jana? Here. I'm great. Oh, wow. A little flip I'm just of the curious. Checking in. You seem a little flustered today. Oh, no, no. I'm good today. You're good? Yeah. I'm great. I don't know why you could possibly be flustered. Exactly. Nothing going on. Having a baby, moving into a house, planning a wedding, and you have a handsome fiance. Thank you, KB. I just can't imagine why one would be flustered. I shampooed. I'd like to give a shout out to myself. That's great. (laughs) I like that. It looks great. Mm. Well, it's not going too crazy. It looks clean. (laughs) (laughs) It looks clean. Looks amazing. So what were you about to say, KB? I'm disturbed. With? So I... Listen, I think we all struggle with this piece of social media anyways about sharing our children, right? Mm -hmm. So I shared this picture on a story of Legend's big man foot because he's just huge all of a sudden. It's like hurting my feelings. They're becoming little boys for sure. Like like, true boys. Like dudes. Like he's starting to smell like a dude. When he comes home from like baseball, I'm like, oh, he smells like sweat (laughs) and dirt. Like this is crazy, you know? And so I put um, Lion's little foot, the baby's little foot was next to his foot, just their feet. And that's all it was. And I got this DM that was like, make money off of feet pictures. Oh, that's just. The internet is just so gross. That's disgusting. I want, I mean, if I, it it wouldn't go anywhere if I wrote back, but I did have a moment. (laughs) I was just wanted to type a few things, but I didn't. And it's anyways, that's that. It just really disturbed me. There's slippery space out there, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's careful. gross. I'm like, it's baby I wonder what would happen if you bag. were like, yeah, I would love that. And like, would they really be like, send me more feet of your children? Well, that's a thing, right? That's disgusting. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's like, so disgusting. That, but is that no, what I mean, like, unfortunate feet? world. Yeah, the pedophiles oh, in this world today is disgusting. That's so I gross. didn't know that. I just well, that's know, what I was wondering. People love a, like, well, adult feet, but I wondered if it went. <laughs> <laughs> I hate feet. In general, I can't. I hate this conversation. Yeah. It's weird. 
I don't like it. I totally hate it. I had to. <laughs> you knew I did. I'm the lame joke maker. No, but that's, there's a, I don't. There's just, a line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's there's gross. A line. Yeah. Um, people do make a lot of money on that OnlyFans thing though. I just would never do it. So the same thing whenever I post my feet, people would be like, get an OnlyFans account. And I'm like, <laughs> "Is that how only- much can you make on there? <laughs> I was like, I'm like, you don't got to suck on them. I'll do it. But like, oh, I would never do it. It's like a cellular question though. Is yeah. it only feet? No. You can do like anything, but it's anything. just, why do people always talk about it in relation to feet? That's <laughs> the only time I ever hear about it. You know? So weird. Do you like feet? No, no, I don't like feet. I feet don't. freak me out. Feet feel fine to me. I I don't want to touch them unless they're perfectly clean. Yeah. Like yeah. I like giving a foot massage. I do not. My husband wishes I did. Oh, really? Yeah. He's always like, you know, it would be really great right now. And I'm like, <laughs> if you grab the dice. No. <laughs> he wasn't thinking that. He was thinking a foot massage. If you grab the Dyson, that's funny. Dyson is my love language. Yeah. Do you like feet? I don't mind. I don't like my feet. I love your feet are so cute. <laughs> but I don't mind them. Like I, I don't, don't think I I've don't, ever seen cat's feet. Can you oh, like, I don't like, I mean, my feet are the fine. Bag. They're just big, so I don't like them. The Alan hates the- his feet, so he always has socks on. He does? Yeah. And I'm like, honey, they're cute. Uh, they're, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they're not the best feet. Like, I'm like, okay, God gave you one thing that's like right. not hot. Sorry. Yeah. I'm like, Everybody's got so one thing, Alan. You can't be a perfect specimen for everything. I'm never taking his socks off again. So, after- but I want to see He him. has like soccer player feet. Oh, you know? fair. Oh, yeah. So they've just been like hit and sure, probably busted and broken a million different oh, ways. I can only imagine, yeah. I I don't like the uneven toes. Like, I like it when it waterfalls uh-huh. down. Oh, like a Verizon commercial. 100%. Like, I will say about my feet is just like, God, I do kind of waterfall down. I need you to put your feet away. So, so they say that that second toe is a leader toe. Interesting. If it's longer than the front. Oh, I can't. Which does freak me out a little the, bit. Yeah. No so he, I think he has that, but like it's yeah. like, it's, I think it oh, goes that up. that one's with, longer than the big toe? hmm mm. Do you know what's interesting is my grandma, she, her pinky toe was on top of her fourth toe right there. I so it was right there. that before. Like, interesting. Like, like a crisscross, like a. But it's like, she didn't even have it. Like it's her pinky grew on like, like this on top. foot. Oh, wow. Like a stacked situation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't believe we're talking Anyways, about Kat, can you I will just say, no. <laughs> just if you Why? see him without his socks on, which again, he'll never do, but because he always wears those little, Tampon socks or whatever. What are those like? Oh, like, like the, the barely there. They drive he me crazy. Those? Like they're they're just like condom that socks. That makes me laugh even harder that he wears <laughs> those. Have you ever seen this in the stories? No. Yeah, but I didn't realize he wore them. That seems very like they go to like right here and then like you know. <laughs> no, I thought only women wore them. Guys, I can't I'm not sure how that's like a tampon, but it's I gotta funny. tell you, those are not attractive. I'd rather see your broken foot. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because it's like, okay, we know what you're doing. It's the least amount of sock one can wear. Right. And then I'm like, if we go to someone's house, like, what do you do? Keep your shoes on. Tap, tippity tap around with your tampon. Oh, no. Keep your shoes Sebastian on. Sebastian Maniscalco has an amazing skit where he talks about taking shoes off at parties. He's like, don't make me walk around with adults no. with socks on. No. <laughs> Don't, and then don't take your shoes off with no socks because I'm the girl that doesn't wear socks. So I ever, mean, I don't even like, I think I've owned like three pairs of socks. Yeah. And I understand why people want you to take your shoes off in the house, but at the same time, don't make me take your shoes off if we're like 
getting dressed up or like well, if we're just here <laughs> hanging out, that's fine. But people do but it all the time. It is. We like, I'm with you. I don't like shoes in my house, but if I was going to have a party, I I'm not taking to, my shoes off. Yeah. Right. Right. I will take my shoes off at yeah, like y'all's houses, but I would feel weird to take it off in someone else's house if I had just like met them. And now I'm just walking around with my bare feet. Yeah, it's weird. And I Alan agree. in his little socks. Little t- <laughs> tippy tappy socks. Is it tampon or condom socks? Which one was it? I think, well, I called it tampon socks because they just seem girly, but I love you, baby. But I think it's, I, they just look like they're, you know, they're barely their socks. Oh uh, yeah, no, I know. I did not know that. that I just funny. am not a sock wearer, but I, I do, I do like, I don't like socks on my carpet upstairs now. That is something. Wait, like I have to the, take my socks off? Uh, no, I no, really no, no. would like I'm it sorry. if you would. Shoes on carpet. Okay, shoes. Okay. Yeah, unlike the upstairs. Because it's white. Yeah, I just left mine downstairs. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't either. But if you were having a party, I feel like you wouldn't make everyone take their shoes off. N- I would never. But if you were- Because I'm a- wearing shoes around my own house. Yeah, and I wouldn't come upstairs st- with heels on. You know? Like well, I wouldn't be on your carpet. Party's not upstairs right. in the playroom. Right, exactly. <laughs> I love, be, I love yeah. our fake oh. party and all the rules that go with it. Oh. You guys, the party's not even up here. Why are you up here, Kristen? Go downstairs. There's like a party and then Kristen's just hang, hanging up here in the podcast room by herself. That's actually that's not that's a terrible idea. Brand. Oh, man. Um, okay, well, let's stop talking about feet. Yes, but please. Sorry, I started it. That's okay. It's okay. We, we had to go somewhere with it. Well, and it turned a little got, better yeah. on this side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a friend, a dear friend coming on today's podcast. Her name's Kelly Rizzo. And I actually met Kelly through Bob, her husband, her late uh, husband, Bob Saget. She, uh, he came on Wind Down, God, it was like a couple years ago. And, and more than a couple of years ago was when I was still with Mike. Uh, and he just talked about her the entire time and was so sweet and just said the nicest things about her. So as a woman- if I heard, or if like, I would want to know, it's just a nice thing to be like, Hey, your husband was talking just amazing things about you and how beautiful and special you are. So I DM'd her and was just like, Hey girl, I had Bob on today. And just want you to know how much, you know, all the goodness and stuff that he said. And she's like, Oh, and then we became great friends. And then I introduced y'all. Mm-hmm. She had interviewed Preston before. Right. So the reintroduction was welcomed actually. Yep. She's and a then, sweet um, human. yeah, she's a sweet human. She's a, she was a host uh, she does a bunch of stuff in the cooking world and she has obviously since lost her husband, Bob. And now she's on that TV show uh, where she enlists as essentially like a special forces. Yeah. yeah special like forces. A Marine or seal. Is it seals or Marines? It's, <laughs> Marines. it's Marines. It's really badass. That's yeah. They're both badass. So it's insane. I auditioned, not auditioned. I got asked to do the show and I was going to do it two years ago. I mean, like you were almost flying there going to do it. Yeah. Like I was weeks uh-huh. away from flying there and I had the mental, I had to, you have to meet with a psychiatrist, was he a psychiatrist? Psychiatrist, psychiatrist before to see like if you're mentally able. I'm like, I'm not able. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Jana, keep it locked up in your psychiatry meeting. I know. He's like asking all these questions. He's like, all right. So if you were underwater and you know, you had bricks on you, like, how would you feel? I'm like, like I'm going to die. <laughs> That's so valid. And I, I, I'd have a panic attack. What were you supposed to say? Calm, cool, collected. I think they're just trying to see like what, Freaks you know, you from out? a zero to 10, like how do you feel in your chest right now? And I'm like, I'm having a panic attack yeah. walking to my closet to get my Xanax. But 
<laughs> I ended up saying no to the show. And so, cause it was just after like a, you know, I need, I needed to, I told Kat, I was like, I don't want to, I, I pulled out of the show and said, I have to go heal and not go. Um, what did I say? I said, I have to go heal myself, not go torture myself. Yeah. Because it was going to, I mean, that's the show. Torture. It would have been torture. Yeah. You were already living underwater with bricks, essentially. Yeah. And I needed to like yeah. heal. But I would actually love to do it now. I think you'd be amazing at it. I think you'd the be a The timing was terrible, but, but I think you would be amazing. Yeah. And she, Catherine was the biggest supporter. She was like, I think you do so good. And I'm like, I need to do it to be like, I look what I did. You're because I'm tough. terrified of heights. I'm this, that, and the other. And so it would really push me to- the limits, but I don't, I could not have done it then. I could not ever do it. Really? Mm-mm. Why? Scared of everything. Well, but I think that's the whole point. Yeah, but I don't want to be unscared <laughs> of everything. I, well, I, I feel think fine. that's the difference. I don't need to like, face the fear of heights. You're very good oh. at like wanting to face your fears. And like, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm afraid of that. I'm good. You know, Really? You too? Well, like my hands are sweating with just thinking of the bridge scene so that, that they do. So that stuff wouldn't make me as nervous. I could probably do that stuff enough. But like mentally, I don't think I could do like the screaming at me the whole time. Like that mm. stuff, I don't, that, that to me, I don't know that I could... See, and I'm like, that's totally fine. And like, but don't put sleep, me on a bridge. Not getting sleep, like being freezing. Like, I think I'd be a wuss when it comes to that kind of stuff. I just don't see, think you would. I don't yeah, think I'm, I'm tough enough for that, for sure. I think, I think you're I competitive enough to do I'm it. I'm competitive, but oof, I don't know. I just know. feel like you're not so sleeping, tough, Kat. I'm not, shocked. Not in that way. No one is shocked by the way that I could do it. Also, I'm out Has of anybody shape. noticed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could do it. <laughs> I'm totally comfortable with that, but I just want to point out that not one person was like, gosh, Kristen, you don't think you could get right in there? No? Okay. It's fine. I think it'd be really good for you. Oh. Like, I think you know what I think we should do? For me. I think we should do like a, a ropes course. Oh, that's terrifying. I know. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm literally, my hands are sweating. Mm-hmm. I did one at onsite that I wrote about in my book, but it, that it's, it was, ter- it's the heights thing. And that was only 50 feet. Hey, Can you uh, imagine going to the top of a freaking waterfall, whatever, and walking on a little tightrope? Ooh, these plummeting to your death. How do you not die? That's the thing too. I'm like, I feel like I'd go into shock. Hey, well, um, you're attached. I mean, you've got a harness, right? Obviously. Yes, you would have a harness, but I want to, yeah. can I circle back on the book? Oh yeah. So you're going to sign books. Where? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where? Where am yeah. I going? <laughs> um, can we come? Yeah. Can we? Yeah. I got I'll excited. I'll be in Nashville on October 28th. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's like, I know. I got excited. <laughs> oh, I'd love for you to come. It'd be oh, so fun. Like, I really am excited to see you sign your books. It makes Thank me you. emotional. Aw. I know. Thanks. It's a big deal. Thanks. I'm not going to New Jersey to do it, but I'd love to go to Brentwood. <laughs> I would appreciate that. That'd be fun. Okay, great. We should do a little thing. That'd be, yeah, I'd like that. Okay. Thanks. I just wasn't sure if you're <laughs> like, no, that's one of the, you know, sometimes. Oh, that'd be sweet. I'd like that. Those things are like, eh, I'd rather not, whatever. We just show up and we're like, hi, Jana Kramer, sign my book and my baby. <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> will you Jessica Simpson? Blackout? <laughs> you don't want you're that. Like, no. <laughs> no. But I will have you sign my book. Oh, all right. You're in it. So are you. Cat's <laughs> got the nervous emoji face. The nervous Kelly's here. Let's take a break and then let's get her on. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? 
Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Hi! Hi, Kelly. Welcome, <gasps> Kelly Rizzo to Wind Down. Oh, my God. This is the most exciting thing that's happened in a long time to me. I'm so excited to be talking to you, ladies. It's like my friends, but... Like, your friend. <laughs> We're your friends. I know. I'm like, I kind of just want to stare at you. It's like, I don't even really have much to say. I just want to talk about how pretty you are and stare at you. Well, that is very, very sweet. I miss you, Kristen. Jana, I mean, you guys, at least I got to see you recently. Yes, we were. Yeah. We were all went to. Obviously, Sorry, Kristen. Oh yeah, you weren't there. Yeah, <laughs> but, sorry, I yes. take your place. <laughs> we were just recently at Craig's in Los Angeles, and it was a great time. It was fun to catch up because there was a lot that has changed in in your life too, Kelly. You a know, lot a lot, and it's and, um, yeah. you know, even just kind of you know going through the breakdown and talking about how I met um, Bob and. I met you through Bob and I just um there's just so much to 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 talk about so I'm like I don't even know where to start with you you know it's like because I'm sure it's been it's how many it's been over a year now since we lost Bob since you lost Bob almost two I say we like but you 21 months wow wow that's crazy isn't that crazy but I do Mm -hmm. love the story of how 
you and I met because obviously we have all these mutual friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, like Chris and I had met you years before. Um, and Julie obviously is a good friend. And it was so interesting because for people who don't know, Bob was on your podcast and I guess he was saying very lovely things about his wife. And you reached out to me on Instagram, which is just so rare for like one woman to do this to another woman. It shouldn't be this rare, but it is this rare that you reached out to me and you said, I just want you to know, I just had your husband on my podcast and he was just saying the most wonderful things about you and just singing your praises. And like from one woman to another, I just want you to know that. And it was just so touching. And I'm like, wow, like, Jana's really nice. Like she's so sweet, you know? <laughs> and then we realized we had so many mutual friends and then we just, you know, hit it off. And then we became friends even separately from Bob. Right. Yeah. I mean, where do we start with you, Kelly Rizzo? <laughs> I mean, I asked you like a million questions about the show that you're on last time I saw you, <gasps> but I still have like a yes. million questions about the show. Well, now that it's been airing, uh, I, you know, there's so much more to talk about and I'm happy to answer all your questions. Oh gosh. Well, first of all, how did you not freeze to death? Every photo I see, everybody just looks so cold. Well, you know, I'm a person, like I lived in Chicago my whole life and everyone's like, oh, so that means you'd be used to the cold. No, that's why I moved from Chicago after <laughs> almost four decades is because I'm like, I can't, I can't handle it. And that's why I moved to LA. And so I thought, full disclosure, when uh, my agent told me about this, she's like, it's in Australia. And I'm like, oh my God, Australia. I get to go to Australia. Sweet. And then like two days later, she's like, wait, no, it's in New Zealand. And I'm like, oh, New Zealand's probably still pretty warm. I know it's winter there, but it can't be that bad, right? And then I found out that this is the winter version of... <laughs> last season, which was in the summer in the desert in Jordan. And mm -hmm. so when I found out, I'm like, okay, but like, what's winter? Like, what do they really mean? And then I looked it up and they're like, oh, it's 35 degrees, which is cold, but still not as cold as Chicago winters. So it was bad, but it wasn't as bad as like it could have been. Like I was picturing snow constantly there was a lot of snow but like constant snowing and 20 degree temperatures but it wasn't that bad we had some days where it was sunny in in the 40s so oh, not too how long is the filming total then when you're gone for this so i was there for eight days before we started filming because they um had to like get us all there and quarantine us separately because the cast wasn't supposed to know who the other cast members were so we were all kept separate and like hidden and locked away for some people got there like the day before, but I got there eight days before. So I was lucky that I could acclimate to the time change, to the weather. Um, I got to train every day, meaning AKA run on a treadmill in combat boots. Um, and then the total filming was eight days max. So obviously not everyone made it eight days. I mean, people were like, oh, were you there weeks and weeks? I was like, no, the filming was eight days wow. max. So some people were there from, you know, one day to eight days. And do you get to know what you're doing when you wake up that morning? Or no, do they you find purposely, out? They purposely keep you completely in the dark um, the entire time. So 
not only do you not know what you're doing that day, you don't know what you're doing 10 minutes before. I was in my head, I'm like, oh, we're going to get like itineraries for the entire (laughs) trip or each day. It's like, no, no, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what the challenge is until you get there. Meaning they pretty much every day is like an abduction. So they like, the first day is literally an abduction. (laughs) And each day for the challenges, they just put you in one of these crazy Land Rover vehicles and they whisk you away to, you know, every location was at least an hour away. So you're being driven on like icy mountain roads, like windy mountain roads with a sheer cliff, like a 500 foot drop with no guardrails. And you're at the mercy of these drivers. Like the challenges were much less scary to me than the actual transportation to get there. And you've already um, signed your life away at this point. Yeah, right. Contractually, much. it's like, oh, sorry, Kelly yeah. Rizzo. Like we're not. Yeah. It's not our fault if you don't make it. There was one day I tried to complain about it. I was like, I do not feel safe in these cars. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, like I'm like, you can throw me out of a helicopter. I trust your safety teams. I just don't trust a random driver. Like, who who is this guy? Who's this guy that has our lives in his hands? You know, so anyway, um, we didn't know what we were doing, like even the entire drive there. And then the drivers, and there's always like a producer in the car, like they weren't allowed to talk to us at all. Like if we're like, hey, how long is this drive? They're like, so strange. It was, okay, it let was me ask crazy. you this. That'd be my biggest challenge because I'd be like, I'd want to befriend. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be like, no, like <laughs> I would just be like, come on, just come. <laughs> they actually need and a camera on the car. Yeah, and that'd be my like, because it's like anytime I ever meet anyone. Oh, when I was in England, like one of the guards, you know, I'm like, because oh. they can't. <laughs> can't Jennifer oh, no. versus the guard. So I was like, well, okay, I can't do that. Because now I want to be obviously respectful. But there was this, this is so silly, but there was a waiter at a restaurant the other day and he just looked really just was not being like friendly and was just kind of cold. I'm like, I'm going to get that man to smile. So that was like my mission at dinner was to be like, did you get did it? You get- I did. And then he wouldn't stop talking. So then yeah. I was like, but anyways, um, wait, sorry, we're we going to say KB. I was going to ask you. So, cause it's been a heavy 21 months in your world. I mean, a very, unsus- we didn't, you didn't expect to lose your husband. We can talk more about him as much yeah. as you want to. Cause he was, a lovely, wonderful angel of a human. You know, I love talking about Bob. I know the world does actually. So that might be because that makes for all me so us. happy that, like, he, I mean, it's been barely two years, but everyone's still loving talking about him. And I just hope that endures forever. And obviously, I'm going to do my part in that. So, well, I think we all kind of waited for like when you lose someone like Bob, you suspect that someone as successful as him is famous as he was, as brilliant and funny as he was, that we would hear some like, we would hear at some point a bad story. There's no bad Bob stories. Like, that's why when I shared with you that Bob was a borrowed human, I just don't even believe that like, you know, I feel like we were just so gifted to even have him. But before we go two and two, Bob, what, how it relates to the show is what I wanted to get to. So what is the thing that you learned most about yourself and doing the show? Because you're on the heels of the, probably I would assume maybe the deepest grief that you've experienced in your life. Of course. And then you are on the cliff, right? Mentally, probably, and physically in a car with the driver you don't trust. Like, (laughs) it's 
Tell me what you learned or maybe all the things you learned doing this show, this kind of show, because it's a mentally tough show coming off of a very mentally and heart heavy season for you. Well, I had been told, and I mean, you guys also as my friends were part of the people (laughs) telling me this regularly that, you know, you're so strong, you're so strong, you're so strong. And when you're in it, and like both, I, I know that you guys have heard this too, you know, when you're going through something and people are telling you you're strong, you don't really see it because you feel like you're just a puddle of a person. Like you don't know that you're strong. But when everyone keeps telling you that, you're like, maybe there's something to this. And there's no better place to put that to the test than when you are completely stripped down of every single thing, every creature comfort you're used to, every... um type of, you know, being around your family, your friends, um, being in a harsh environment. I mean, nothing's going to kind of break you down more than that. And especially being yelled at constantly by Navy SEALs and British Special Forces and their very scary British voices that um, nothing's going to test your strength more than that. And I'm like, how can I not take this opportunity to really find out, like at the core, how much strength there really is? And, you know, it was a very interesting opportunity because on a daily basis, you're just really tested. And I remember the first time I was realizing when I was there was the very first day at our first challenge. It was really cold that day and it was raining and we were standing for hours and hours and we hadn't eaten all day. We're all starving and freezing and very uncomfortable. Like you can't just like you know, in any situation, you're like, okay, I'm just going to sit on the floor for a few minutes. Like, no, you can't do that because you're in the military now. So you have to stand at attention for five hours straight and not eat and you're freezing. And every bone in my body was wanting to revert to my typical self of complaining and being like, oh, oh my God, this sucks. Like I'm cold and I want to sit down. And, but I didn't do that. I'm like, no, Kelly, you're going to dig deep and you're going to find some strength right now. And you are going to just calm down and relax and be in this moment. And I fought everything in my being that would typically complain and be uncomfortable and be upset. And I got through. And then afterwards, even though it was something as minor as being hungry for five hours, afterwards, I was like, oh, wow, okay, I got through that. I could do that. Like, what else can I do? And then every challenge that some of these things are really freaking scary, like doing a back dive off a 30 foot high platform off a boat into pitch black water in the middle of the night in a frozen lake in New Zealand, you know, every part of your body is like, don't do this. This is dangerous. But then you just do it. And then afterwards, you just have this immense sense of pride. And you're like, all right, if I could get through what I went through the past year and a half and then get through these challenges, you know, on this crazy show that I'm doing. Um, all right, maybe there is something to me being strong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all of it sounds so terrifying to me. Hey, 
there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's, you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You had said at dinner the other night that uh, you guys all roomed together. You didn't shower. You were on cots in the same room. Now we've all had roommates before and there's probably that one roommate that sticks out to all of us <laughs> that we might've just been like, if given the opportunity, I wouldn't room with you. Yeah. <laughs> so is there someone that you were like kind of rubbed the wrong way rooming with in, in, or just as in the cast as general uh, in general when doing missions and then who is your favorite? Good question. Um, well, there's really no one because I'm, you know, I'm probably don't the give least. me the political Kelly <laughs> no, Rizzo I'll answer. You, okay. I'll give you the down and dirty. So okay. here's the scoop. Um, so I being, you know, not the most dramatic person, I'm probably like the least Zero. exciting to have on a reality show, like where I just wanted to because you're so you're scared shitless of these the DS, then? you know, the directing <laughs> staff. I just wanted to like 
slip through the cracks and like go as unnoticed as possible because I don't want to be called out to, you know, I just didn't want to be on their radar. I wanted to like slip through the cracks. So even when we're in the bunkhouse and in our barracks, um, you know, I don't want to draw too much attention to myself because because there's cameras on you 24 hours a day. Even at nighttime, there's infrared cameras on you while you're sleeping. So I'm like, okay, I, I don't want to raise any red flags here. But um, it is very interesting sleeping in a room with, you know, 14 people total. In the, and it's not like your cots are 10 feet apart. You're about 18 inches apart. So you're lined up one next to another. I was across from Jack Osborne. So like every morning when we'd wake up, like he and I would wake up and like be like, hi. Like, so we were the first people each other saw. And next to me was Des Bryant. And then across from me was Tara Reed. Now, or I mean, next to Jack was Tara. So Tara was the one, you know, and she wasn't there very long. You already see her go home in episode two. So she was only there one night, but that one night was very, very interesting. So Overall, I got along with everybody. I did not get along with Tara, but she was probably the one that, you know, was the most, and if you saw the first episode, especially, you saw that she was having a very difficult time. She's just such a slight, tiny human. And so she, she couldn't physically, she just could not keep up. And that's not Mm -hmm. even me being mean about it. Like she just physically, she's so, so tiny and frail that she couldn't carry the bat. Like she couldn't do it. And you know, so it was a lot to even get her up and moving. And, you know, so everyone was like, kind of like, all right, Tara, like, we need to get Let, you going yeah, because go. we can't be held back. And um, at night, she was snoring the loudest. So she, oh, um, she kept everyone awake. <laughs> I um, couldn't do the Tom, snoring. Yeah, Tom Sandoval, he snored a lot too. Um, but that was one of the things I was most afraid of was the sleeping because I'm not, you know, I, I need like a my, sound machine. Like, how do you do Like, do they give you earplugs? Like, can you bring earplugs? I tried. They don't let anything in. So I didn't get my eye oh, mask, I ear, would, earplugs, sound machine. I would, I, I, would, I, would, I would confiscate earplugs in places to get earplugs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> plugging something else. Jack Osborne gave me a chunk of a paper towel and he was like, here, shove this in your ear. So I literally took like oh my God. not soft paper towels, like, you know, like industrial paper Ratchy. towels. And I took off little bits and I shoved them in my ears when I went to sleep. Um, we didn't have any toiletries, so no shampoo, no conditioner, no combs, no brushes. Um, the only thing we were allowed was deodorant and toothbrush and toothpaste. That's it. So I had to comb my hair with a metal fork. Oh, when this I is did. like a dingle hopper. <laughs> it was a dingle hopper. I was, I was <laughs> definitely used the dingle hopper reference. Um, I, you know, I didn't shower the entire time I was there. Um, I would die. I think, yeah, I think the there were only two people that showered that I know of while I was there, which was Tyler Cameron and Savannah uh-huh. Chrisley were the only people who took one shower. And it was like a big deal. How can you shower? Are you allowed to shower? They have a shower, but you have to like fill up this water tank with water from this like trough thing. And then it's not, it was either like freezing cold or boiling hot. And then you had to walk outdoors from the shower all the way to the barracks. I don't need to shower. Don't care. Yeah, right. It it, it was way too much Uh of a process. And I was like, "Eh, Mm -hmm. I'll just be dirty. I don't care. Like, I was, I mean, I was jumping in frozen ponds every day. So I was like, I guess that's my shower. Yeah, sure. And a cold shower plunge. Awful. I'd rather just be dirty. So, okay. 
excited to continue to watch you on the show. It's fun to see you on there. And I'm just, it's, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, can you guys believe it that I did this crazy I cannot thing? believe it. No, but I, I'm excited to keep watching, see your journey. Could we go back to Bob for a second? Of course. What was the thing? And, and we kind of know the story how at first you were like, oh, I don't really want to date him. Do you want to tell that story? And then what was yeah. the thing that made you go, okay, he is the one. So he had found me, well, you know, the real full story that I haven't really told publicly is that it was a dating app that he first saw me on, but we didn't connect on the dating app. So we, or he saw me on Raya, but then reached out to me on Instagram, but he had reached out to a mutual friend first in Chicago, who's also in Chicago media and just maybe assumed we knew each other. And so he reached out to me. He was like, do you know this Kelly Rizzo girl? And he's like, yeah, I do. And Bob goes, is she a bitch? And he's like, no, I heard she's pretty nice, actually. And he's like, oh, okay, I kind of want to message her on Instagram. Uh, can you let her know I'm sending her a DM? So he got a message to me that Bob was going to message me. And I was like, ugh. I was like, Bob Saget. Like, that's weird. Danny, that's, Danny Tanner. I was going to say, did right, you know like, him as Danny Tanner? Was right, that a like, moment? That's, that's so weird. I'm like, eh. I'm like, he's too old for me. He wasn't really my type. But I'm like, this is too intriguing because of who he was. And I was like, maybe we could like be friends. So uh, we just started talking on Snapchat first. His Snapchat name was Bobster Claw. I cannot. I was on Snapchat. I can't. I was on Snapchat. And um, we started talking on there and then like on Instagram. And then I came to LA and we hung out a few times. And he was definitely very interested and at first I was fighting it but then I'm like oh my god like this guy's like too like how do I not how do I pass this up like it's he's too wonderful he's too interesting he's the most unique human that's probably ever lived like I I, I can't pass this up so I was like guys I think I have a crush on Bob Saget <laughs> and then my friends were at first like that's weird and then everyone's like wait He's kind of nice. He's kind of cool. Like, see where this goes. I'm like, all right, I'll give him a chance. And so then right away, I mean, I would say not even a month later, we were like officially dating. And then 10 months then later, how I moved many, to LA. Yeah. Then how many months after that did you guys get engaged and then married? So we started um, dating in like May of 2016, I moved to LA in March of 2017 and we got engaged in November of 2017 okay. and then married October of 2018. So it'll be five years or would have been five years this month. So you marry the man of your dreams and he's, you know, obviously you're one and the love of your life. How do you go about the grieving that and then now, two years later going, how can I, how, how do you then open yourself up again for right. love when that's not something that you ever would have, it's not what you wanted. And it's like, and he was, he was your one. So it's like, how do you, how do you go about that? And you're young, Kelly, you're in your forties, right? Yeah. 44. Thanks for saying that's young, Kristen. <laughs> I'm young too. Kelly. We're, we're all, <laughs> Just like, <laughs> we're all a bunch of babies. Yes, we are. Um, so, you know, Jana, very good question. I would say 
So, and once again, because this is you guys and, you know, your podcast, which I know is very, very special. Like I'm, I'll say things that like, I've literally never said before. Um, Bob and like my relationship was very unique and very special. And Bob, as I said, was one of a kind and the only person that will ever, I mean, there'll never be another Bob, but given that it didn't mean that like there, we had so much in common and our love for each other was so, so, so strong and so deep, but there were, you know, our personalities weren't a hundred percent in line. I mean, he was, you know, we had very different lives and very different upbringings and, you know, such different personalities that, um, What's interesting is now looking forward is it's like, yeah, the love that I have with Bob would never be replaced, but maybe there's room for somebody that one day can have, you know, certain things that maybe I wasn't compatible with Bob. I'll have a compatibility in that area with somebody else. Now they won't have the things that Bob had because nobody ever will. And that is a place that only he will hold forever. But maybe in some of the places we weren't very compatible, the new person will be, you know, in certain things because, you know, Bob and I were 23 years apart. We had very different backgrounds, just different outlooks on life. One and was a little more sensitive. We won't say who, but you know what I mean? Like, there's just, <laughs> so, and you know, Bob one might sensitive. be a little tougher. Yeah. So it's, it, that's very interesting. I mean, I know we've had that conversation, but I think it's important for people to hear because I, I make up that when someone loses someone, someone, other people might cast, well, how can you just move on from that person? It's like, not every relationship is this perfect thing. And though you guys shared an amazing love and you'll always hold that love so near and dear. And, you know, whenever we're at your place, like Bob has his presence still in your home, no matter where you move and it will always be in your heart. And it's still okay for you to find a love. Like you said, like, okay, what was I maybe missing or wanting more from that relationship that you can now find, you know, maybe in a new love. And I'm curious too, do you feel pressure with the timeline of getting into a next relationship? Like, do you feel society going, Oh, well, that's too fast. Or you, how could you move on so fast? Like where do you, do you feel that pressure from society or, or are you personally feeling that for yourself? Well, fortunately I'm in a great position in that. Yes, I'm 44, but I, I have been married twice. So it's not like I'm a woman who's, never been married. And I'm like, oh, what's that like? I want to walk down the aisle and be a bride and have all those pictures. And, you know, like I've, I've been married. I, I, I'm not in a rush to get married. I don't want kids. You know, I have three incredible stepdaughters. Um, and so I'm not like in a hurry. I'm not, you know, like my clock's ticking, you know, like I, I need to, I need to hurry up and find somebody. Um, so fortunately I'm in a good place with that, with the timing aspect. And I've really found that society, I mean, yes, they're a little too focused on, you know, you know, like I'll say, (laughs) I'll say, you know, I did an interview the other day where I said something like, oh, I'm, I'm open to this. And now it's, you know, headlines on every outlet is like, Kelly Rizzo says she's open to date. I'm like, who, it's so weird that that's a thing, but. I've noticed that there has just been a lot of support and there has even me saying that I'm open to that. There hasn't been any negative feedback from that, but ultimately all that matters to me is what 
Bob's daughters think and his, you know, like family and best friends and what my family thinks. That's ultimately the only people who matter and whose opinion should matter. And, you know, I have the blessing from Bob's daughters and I have the blessing from his very best friends um, that, you know, that they would support me moving forward. And I've learned to say like moving forward, not moving on, because like you're never going to move on from Bob, but you move forward. And, you know, to have somebody that will respect Bob and respect the situation and respect what I had and um, that just un- understands it and gets it. And that's, you know, going to be how I move forward. And ultimately just having the support of Bob's girls is all that matters to me. So that's the timeline of, I, I, that, that has always bothered me. Cause I do remember us having a conversation one time where you were just like, well, that just might be a little too soon. It's like, I hate when people feel pressure to not have to like date right away. It's like, Oh, if you move on too fast, you didn't care. If you take forever, then there's something must be, I'm just like, why is there so much pressure on like, and I even hear you say like, and I I love that, you know, you obviously cared about your stepdaughters and what, with what they thought. But at the same time, I'm like, as a friend, I'm like, well, Kelly, it's what, it's also your heart and what you think and not just to live your life based on what other people want you to do. Because if that's the case, if we lived our lives based on what other people want us to do or the timeline, I would never get married again. Or I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like people would be like, oh, you you should never do this. And it's like, you don't want to live your life based on what other people's opinions or thoughts are. Now, again, I understand your reasoning for the stepdaughter and making them comfortable. And also like, as your friend going, well, it's, you know what's right. You're not a malicious human you have all the greatest intentions in the world and anyone that loves and knows you would back you. Right. No, and, and you're, you're absolutely right. Um, and ultimately, let's say like to put numbers on it, you know, the first year, it was something that I really couldn't even yeah, contemplate. Um, and then after a year, which, you know, there's a little bit of the internal clock of, okay, like this doesn't, wouldn't even feel right before a year. And then there's like the society clock, which you know, society would kind of deem that at least, you know, one year is a reasonable amount of time to at least, you know, if it's two months later, that's a little, I mean, anyone would say that's a little weird. Um, And then, you know, 10 years later, it's like, okay, what's going on here? Um, But after a year is when, you know, I kind of started getting the blessing of people to uh, that. And once again, you're right that it is ultimately my call. And when I asked for this blessing in general, everyone was basically saying like, this is up to you. Like, of course you have our blessing, but this is up to you, you know? Yeah. So it wasn't like people were like, yes, I give you permission now. This is okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, to me, the year mark was what was most appropriate. But then, you know, it wasn't really even until like a year and a half later that I was like, okay, this is something that right. really is starting to make sense for me. Where do you still feel, Bob? Oh, God. Everywhere. I mean, I, you know, I'll hear jokes of his in my head. I'll hear, um, you know, just like things he would say, advice that he would give, um, you know. I, Any little I, things like a light flicker or a something or something symbolic no, with I you guys really, that you. In the beginning, there were maybe more like signs type of things that, you know, I was never really a believer of or super into, but then, 
um, certain things in the beginning were kind of hard to ignore. Like when you Um, moved into that one house, right? There was that thing. Yeah. Very, very good call. So there was this little figurine that Bob had on his nightstand for years. It was this like little wooden, actually, I've got it right here. I'll show you. It's literally right here. I love her so much. So this little guy, um, Bob had this on his nightstand for years and um, it was really special to him. And when I was looking for a new house, when I had to move, um, I found this one house that just even the second I walked in felt very special. And like, beautiful, it was a beautiful house. Great views. So glad you got yeah. to come stay. Um, but there was on the shelf, like near the mantle of the fireplace, there was another one of these guys. And like, I'd never seen one of these before. It's not like a typical thing. And there was, it was slightly bigger, but it was the exact same thing. Positioned I don't even know what that is. Exactly. For people that yeah. can't see this, it's literally like wooden, like, I don't even know how Mocker to say it. It's like a little strong man kind of guy. But like made and of like wood. Like block? I don't, I don't know. What it, I, there is a name, yeah. a cube bot. And okay, right. um, again, this is very on brand for Bob. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was just a little guy on his, on his nightstand. But I mean, it wasn't like in a closet. This was on his nightstand next to his bed. And this gentleman, my landlord, had the same little guy. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, and I'm not a huge believer in signs, but I'm like, that's really weird. What are the odds that he would have the same guy? And so I was like, this is the house. And I literally started crying. I was like, this is the house. I just feel like Bob would support this. And he would, because I felt really guilty moving, even though I didn't have a choice. I had to move, but um, I still felt really weird, like leaving behind, um, you know, the house that we shared and the house that was so important to him. And so it was a sign to me that, okay, this is okay. Like, because Bob is, it was almost like him giving his blessing on me moving into a new home and finding this new house. So. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander heritage month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. 
All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, it's Sophia Bush, host of the podcast Work in Progress. I am thrilled to tell you that Work in Progress is back for a third season. My friends, it has never been more important than right now for us to have all of these big conversations. Together, we are going to get educated, a little bit enlightened, and we will definitely be entertained. I started Work in Progress because I'm a curious person and I realized there are so many people I get to speak to that are fascinating and rare. <laughs> and so I thought, why not take these conversations out into the world? I'm gonna be having deep chats with thought leaders, newsmakers, celebrities, entertainers, authors, elected officials, and more. You can join us and listen to Work in Progress on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. What would be your biggest gift to give someone right now that is grieving the loss of someone they love? What helped you through? Um, for me was just when I was able to get to a place of just profound gratitude for the time that I had with him. Um, and you ladies know that that I, I think I got there pretty quickly, which is not to say that it is the easiest thing. And I'm sure there are so many people, depending on the type of loved one that you lose, that it's very hard to get to that place. Um, but with Bob, the fact that he had lived 65 years on this planet and truly made the world a better place and accomplished so much in his life. And it was like so easy to look at his as a life well lived and like job well done. And that he truly made a mark on this world. It was really easy for me to 
not be like, oh, this isn't fair. Why me? You know, how could his life just be cut so short? I mean, yes, of course, we all wanted him and thought he was going to live to be 100. I mean, he very specifically, he always told me, he's like, I'm going to outlive you. I'm like, okay, I mean, we're 23 years apart, so it's probably (laughs) unlikely. But he like truly thought, he's like, I'm going to be 115 and like, you'll be 92. So competitive. Yeah. He he was very adamant that he was going to outlive me. And so, yeah, I thought he was going to have many more years. But, you know, in terms of typical society, 65 is, you know, he still had, a, you know, a good amount of time to make the world a better place, raise three beautiful daughters, you know, find somebody who really loved him and live a very special life. And so for me, gratitude and just being like, wow, how lucky was I that I got to be a part of that for the years that I did instead of focusing on it's not fair. Why me? Um, so I know that that's easier said than done, but any way that somebody could get to this place of gratitude, you know, as soon as possible, like to just feel grateful for the time you had is to me, that was the most helpful thing that. Mm -hmm. And of course, having the most incredible support system of friends and family. And, you know, I mean, like, Kristen, I want to, I mean, everyone was so wonderful, but Kristen, you, I can't even, I mean, I could literally go back and check my text, but I think you checked in on me every single day for like five months or something. There was not a day and it like makes me want to cry right now because well, good. <laughs> it was just so, it was just so, I'll never forget it as long as I live. It was so kind and so thoughtful and it got to the point where it, it was made, creepy. Like, no. Well, I every day, like I'd wake up because you know, I was in LA and you're in Nashville, so like you were ahead of me. Like I would wake up to a text from almost every day. And it made me so like comforted to like wake up to that text from you just and see, and you did it right. And how about this? I'll give a lesson from what Kristen did for me, which was very helpful. Um, because so many people um don't really know how to talk to people who are grieving and I didn't know. And now I know at least what was helpful to me and what wasn't as helpful. And I hate saying like annoying, but like there's some people who would check in on me and like would give me homework to do. Like, tell me how you're feeling today. And I'm like, Oh, Oh my God. They just gave me an assignment. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want homework right now. I don't want homework, but you would just check in and you would say something every day. Like, you know, I love you. You know, my heart is with you. Like thinking like, and of course you, I mean, you know, you guys know the way Kristen speaks. It's like the most (laughs) profound, flowery, beautiful speech. That's, you know, like this ethereal, you know, every time you like, you see little like cupids and angels around like everything she (laughs) says, but uh, you would just say something that was, would just like calm my heart every day. And um, it was just, I'm so grateful for it because, you know, having just such wonderful friends and wonderful family, like to know that even when a lot of people like stop checking in, that there's still people who, even if they're just saying like, hi, good morning, love you, like just things like that were so powerful and so helpful. Well, part of our friendship 
the deeper, I would say, part of our friendship came when I actually was going through loss. I lost my dad. You and Bob came to town. We all went to Bob's show. But that day, you and Bob made a point to do like brunch with me and Preston. And I remember sitting with Bob and thinking like, because Bob had experienced so much loss. He was kind of like savvy at grief. He was a and pro. Loss. He was a he grief was a pro. Absolute pro. And I had lost five people in 11 months. One was my dad. I mean, when I, I had felt like I just got the shit kicked out of me over and over and over again. And it was the first time I sat with someone who was honest and could laugh with me, which matters in my world a lot. Like comedic value just matters. I mean, Bob mattered, but just to be able to laugh through the, absolute shitstorm has always mattered to me. And we, I remember us making jokes, <laughs> making probably inappropriate jokes at the time. Like we were just laughing. And then he was also, neither of you checked your phone. You know, like I just had this moment where I was like, here's the human piece. Like, I mean, the love for Danny Tanner started at Dustbuster. I'm OCD. And that is where my attraction to him came as like just a father figure, you know, like TV lost a dad, but we lost a friend. But it was that moment where I thought, like, here's this is the human experience. And both of you poured in so well to this really horrible time. Well, horrible. I'm, you know, now looking back, because obviously I hadn't lost Bob yet when you were going through that. You know, now looking back, I'm like, oh, I wish I would have been there for you the way you were there for me. No, you can't know until you're in you it. You can't know. You can't know. And um, I remember I had a friend, and I tell this story a lot because it was very impactful on me and something I'll never forget. But um, this friend of mine, Elisha, and my friend Heather, I didn't know them very well at the time. I'd only maybe met them a couple times each um, before Bob passed. And the day Bob passed, they just showed up at my house. I don't even know how they got my address. They just showed up at my house. You know, I had a ton of people over um, and we were all, you know, completely like out of our minds. And they just showed up and I was like, hi, what are you doing here? And she's like, just point us to the kitchen. And they just came in my kitchen, just started doing dishes and taking out the garbage and like handing out water bottles to people and just like cleaning up and I'm like, I would never have known to do that to somebody who like I didn't know well. I would never, I'm like, I'm not going to intrude on their grief party. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know them well enough. And looking back, I'm like, that was the most helpful thing because we didn't have anyone to do the dishes and take out the garbage and do things like that because we were all completely a mess. Yeah. And looking back, I'm like, little things like that made such a difference. Matter. And now I know that it might still be hard for me to do that to somebody else who I don't really know, but I know now that that's a thing, you know, like that's something mm -hmm. you can do. You can help people in certain ways that you never would have thought of before. It right. just becomes very human. Like that's in grief and in loss. It's just not about what you should and shouldn't. It's just more so like all of the, all of the layers and the outer protective things we all do to like hold ourselves. It just feels like we just lose that to just like well love each other in the mess of it. And that is one of the lessons I learned from you and from Bob was I would always be insecure about the, the way I would say I love you too much to people. 
I would always feel like, you know, people, you know, there's some people that are kind of like, oh, I only say that to my mom or my best friend or whatever. And I always felt like a little insecure about it. And I remember leaving that, that brunch that day and being like, I can say I love you a million times if I want to. And then when Bob left, like when heaven came to get Bob, I just thought I'm going to just be obnoxious with how much I say I love you to people that I really mean it to, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, I just feel like some people leave these marks on our world that are just irreplaceable. And, and I think truly, I can't think of a better person to send Bob out of this world than you. The way you held yourself, the way you were at his funeral. I mean, you were first lady epic of like just integrity and poise and just so wonderful the way you loved him, the way you loved his people and continue to do that. You should be really, really proud of the person you are. And it's not lost on me that Bob Saget was not the funniest man, but also just the most intelligent for locking you in because he knew what we all see too. Amen to that. Thank so what is, what oh, is next for Kelly? I mean, first off that I've literally, that's the kindest thing ever. So thank you. Cause that's all that's, that's really all that matters to me is to, you know, carry on his legacy and make him proud and make, you know, make, people never forget Bob. And, and guess what? I have the easiest job ever because I don't even have to do anything like people, no one's forgetting him. He's not going anywhere. So, you know, but to still do whatever I can do, um, you know, with his foundation that, you know, scleroderma research foundation, that was so important to him, you know, still being involved with that and those cool comedy hot cuisine events. Um, you know, his job was to book the comedians. And so I kind of, well, that was one of his jobs, but so it's like, I took that job over, which, is really easy because what comedian now doesn't want to perform at Bob's tribute event, you For know? Sure. So, um, and then anyway. you're also doing your cooking stuff too. So yeah, where, where can people follow you, find you? And then what, what do we have on the 2024? This is what's going to be going on for you. Well, Jenna, I'm glad you asked. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, obviously I'm always, I'm always in my kitchen. Now I'm in a new kitchen. Um, uh, and you guys have to come visit, uh, in my new kitchen, making more recipes and always cooking. So that's on my Instagram at each travel rock. Um, and then I have a podcast coming out. Uh, okay. Com Comfort food with Kelly Rizzo um, is starting very, very, very soon. This is literally, Amazing. I think the first time I'm even really talking about it. So uh, you guys are first to know uh, that will be coming out soon. So that's where I'm going to be interviewing, you know, great guests and my friends talking about a difficult time that they have gone through, whether it's a loss of a loved one or a divorce or a loss of a career. I mean, whatever it is, like some sort of loss, some sort of difficult time while we're eating my guests' favorite comfort food. And so the com the food is kind of like the through line that's going to like Love it. take us Love throughout the concept. entire episode. So um, I'm really excited about that. So that will be coming out probably within the next like month or so. Amazing. Well, Kelly, we love you. You're closing out the show tonight or today for us. And um, we're, we look forward to all things. We'll finish watching you on Special Forces and then we'll be looking forward to Comfort Food Podcast and um, getting to, you know, I, I watch your stuff because I love you, but also because I'm like, teach me, teach me your ways in the kitchen. So <laughs> amazing. Thank you for doing what you do. We love you so much. I love you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And next time you're in town, we'll cook in my kitchen together. 
And I think uh, she could teach us to cook. All you guys with with the new babies over there and the babies on the way. I yeah, mean, maybe. Do you want to come here with your margarita shaker? <laughs> yeah, we can really yeah. Use you. you guys just need a two me for there. one. Well, Jana, a couple months from you, you can have have a cocktail. And Kristen, I'm sure yeah. you could you could use one. So yeah, and Catherine. Like Catherine, no more babies for me. I'll drink. I know. Okay. I'm good. I love you all, all right. so much. <laughs> Thank okay, you. I love you. Girl. Okay. I love you. Bye, Kelly. You. See y'all later. Bye. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robet. And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.